Welcome to the Infinot Podcast. I'm Kieran Nimbus, and this is my co-host, Daka. We're focused on the casual nature of the game and talking about our experiences playing our, our matches and all that great stuff. This week, uh, holy moly, is there a lot to talk about. Uh, before we get into the Big in Japan, August season, the OTA changes, and the development roadmap that has all been dropped since the last podcast, how is your week in Marvel Snap, Daka? My week in Marvel Snap has been awesome. Uh, we might not be the infinite podcast for much longer because man i hit omega you did and i did i finally got mr negative and i love the mr negative deck um that's super cool last last night for some reason he was just like what if i just popped out on turn six for like five games in a row and i'm mad but other than that it's been great and i oh i finally got bossed um oh i love I, bossed i love boss such a cool card i got me some boss all I need now is like Zabu and uh I'm set, but I've I've just been rocking Psylocke for now. I do weep for you. I like I it's almost like a, a point of privilege that I was there during the Zabu season because I have him almost every one of my decks. It's just like a must Man, have for me. Dude, I had Zabu in my in my shop once. Um but it was it was at a point where I wasn't like I wasn't playing the game because I had a lot of stuff going on that day and like I just checked the game once and I was like, oh Zabu, you know, he's cool, but I'm sure I could use him, but I'll just see what flies out next. So I just turned my phone off <laughs> and then the next day I think the next day was when Thanos showed up. So I was oh, like, Woo, yeah. Thanos oh, yeah. and I just completely forgot about Zabu, and here I am now wishing I had Zabu. Yeah, I mean, Zabu is an incredible card, uh, but I, I will say, I think people are sleeping on Psylocke as an alternative. It's true that it's only Zabu for one turn, but it's the same cost, and you can set up a turn six with it, so I think yeah. I think people are sleeping on that. Uh, that being said, uh, my, my week at Marvel Snap has been pretty good. Uh, I'm back to streaming daily, which is exciting. Um... And I've been really vibing with a uh, Black Bolt stature list when my uh, big boys list isn't working out. That being, I mean, that being said, OTA just came out and holy moly, did my list get better. So, so much better. (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about that. So let's go in order here. I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the OTA changes first, uh, since that came out on August 3rd. And then we'll talk about uh, the season pass content that dropped in the announcement video uh on the fourth and then we'll talk about the future and what the development roadmap has and there's some really juicy details on there so starting out i'm sure that you've you've definitely seen it i i think you and i even talked about it because it was so exciting uh we'll, we'll go down the list starting with hawkeye so hawkeye used to be on reveal if you play a card here he gets uh plus two power but now he's been buffed to three i think that this makes him like a better rocket raccoon like i i just don't see the disadvantage there so, i i definitely agree um i've been using him in uh i have a I have like a post credits high Evo deck that I've kind of been that I was rocking for a while uh, before the blessed Lord, Mr. Negative, blessed me. Um, But uh, and I swapped out. I don't remember who I saw. I swapped out. um, Oh, man. What's his name? Uh, Mbaku. Yeah, I swapped him out um, for Hawkeye for a little bit just to see how it went. And I mean, he's he's just he's solid um, is what I'll say, uh, which 
is never a bad thing to have. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, my my strategy was just Hawkeye one, and then like either Sunspot or Misty Knight two. Um, and like if I throw down Misty Knight, I'm only you know I still have a power left over, so then he becomes a one four. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's just it's nice. It's it's insane, really, because I mean, when you think about it, let's compare them to some of the other one drops here. Rocket Raccoon, you have to predict where your opponent is playing. Uh, Sunspot, you need to skip four energy to get Sunspot to where he's at, and he costs one, so that's five energy for four power. Uh, let's compare him to a Doombot, right? Doombots right now are four power. So, all of these cards are, you know, uh, pretty high, high cost for the, for the power that you're getting. Hawkeye, you choose where he goes. The only downside is that your opponent knows where you're playing next. Which, I mean, they're not playing... Nobody's playing the, the Guardians. You're not going to get punished, I don't... Um, yeah, and, you say that until a Groot comes out. Oh, I guess that's true. But but I, I will say it also... I've been hearing some mumblings that he might be really good in uh, bounce decks, which I I'm I think I would agree with, right? It will, when, you, when you think about it, your Kitty Pride is going to max out it six power and you're spending six energy she does have some other benefits but again when you just when you compare the other cards to hawkeye i am i'm glad that he's good now i'm i'm really hyped for it uh moving on i'm sure you you like this change hulkbuster uh same card as before he merges with a card but now he has an extra power uh do you have any cool insights on this have you been playing around with it um i played around with him a bit just because you know i'm a i'm a i'm a phoenix force fan i I like me some phoenix force um Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm not gonna be one to you know be a little upset when my human torch comes back a little bit stronger my multiple man comes back a little bit stronger um and it's been nice um and i mean you know it's just it's a flat buff so you know in those drastic awful scenarios where you know He's just the only card in the lane. He's a little bit better. So I like it. Yeah, that is a really good point. I, a 3-5 stat line is nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's Polaris's stat line, and people think that that's a decent play. 3 for 5 is not bad. And I I mean, for me particularly, I love him in my Deadpool deck. Like, before it was pretty good to land Hulkbuster on Deadpool and then destroy him, but now, I mean, I throw Deadpool down in a lane by himself. I throw Hulkbuster down. That's 6 power. I destroy Deadpool exactly once. I have a 112. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I, how can that be beat? It's insane. Uh, I really like the change, and I'm, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that Hulkbuster is going to see a lot more play because I feel like it's a card that's oftentimes slept on. Um, now we just need a buff Forge. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, that being said, the two cards that I was most excited about, and these are flat number changes, so we can discuss the number changes quickly. Vision went from a 5-7 to a 5-8, which is a premium stat line for five costs. Uh, and then Captain Marvel dropped an energy, so now she's four power, or excuse me, four energy, but... She also dropped down a power, so she's five power now, so four or five. Um, I I can start talking about this just because I'm so excited about it. My my is a big boys list has both Vision and Captain Marvel, and before I always had to make a choice between the two. Usually, I had to go okay, 
do I use my wave to play Marvel and Vision or do I play a Spider-Woman and then a Captain Marvel or something like that? It oftentimes limited my choices, but now that Captain Marvel is a 4-5, that means Zabu suddenly makes her a 3-5. It's insane. A a 3-5 that can win you the game, that is nothing to scoff at, and it's still better than a Doombot. So in the event that you have a Storm location, you don't have to be worried about that. She's bigger than Jeff. She's, you know, she's bigger than uh, Nightcrawler. I I really like the change. Um, And Vision, I feel like people sleep on all the time. Obviously, now he's better with Shuri, so you get a 5-16 that can move, but also, a 5-8, again, it's just, it's it's a good stat line for 5 costs. You're not really losing tempo by playing him, and you get to choose where he goes. So if you really need to switch up your play or, or do something like that, you totally can. Uh, what do you think? So, I do not have much experience with Captain Marvel, because I don't even think I have Captain Marvel. Oh, which dang. I don't. Yeah, I don't have Captain Marvel, so I don't really have much experience on the Captain Marvel front. But while I haven't really been playing very many move decks, the amount of move decks I have been playing against where I see Vision has gone up drastically. And I mean, I I like it. He's pretty solid. Um, He's as much power as you can get without, you know, the stress of being Shang-Chi and you can move him around and he can do stuff. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree, especially because, um, I mean, obviously he's really good in ramp decks, but also like, uh, you know, Jubilee is a great uh, pick for him. Uh, I know uh, it's it gets really crazy if you have like Iron Lad, you can copy Vision and then play Vision, and now you have a 4-6 and a 5-8 that can move around. Really insane. And I think I think Vision has a home in a little bit more decks. I'm hoping that more people play him because the disparity between Captain Marvel and Vision is greater now, right? They used to be really close together with a similar-ish ability that you would play them for. Uh, But now, I think they fill different niches, but still work together in the same deck. It's super cool. And I think this was especially needed because of Phoenix Force, right? Phoenix Force essentially was just a better version of both of these cards, and I think now you could argue to put these in your deck. Um, Without continuing to talk about that, because I'm just super biased, I have both of these cards, I love them. Uh, Wait, hold hold on. Real quick, um, I opened... Because I don't really... I don't really want any of the cards that are in the spotlight cash because I already have Thanos. Um, so I have I saved up three of them. Um, I caved and I opened one of them and I got the random uh, four or five series and I got Iron Lad and I cannot wait to make an Iron Lad deck. I oh, man. I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I have been I have been meticulously saving my tokens. I am at like <laughs> I know 5,500. I've been waiting for a deck. You know I love my Jubilee decks, so I was super excited. Man, I you got to tell me how that goes. I like I think right now he's probably strongest in ongoing decks, but I you see him all over the place, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh speaking of uh cars in that same vein, uh, the last card that we need to really talk about is uh, Absorbing Man. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that you even care about Absorbing Man. I certainly don't. Oh, I love me some Absorbing Man. You do? I think you Absorbing do? Man is one of my favorite cards in the game. Whoa. Okay, I I really mis- misread you. Uh, are you happy about the 4-5 change? He went from a 4-3 to a 4-5. I am beyond happy because, look, fact of the matter is, sometimes... Sometimes they throw down a Cosmo and... 
I'm I'm a Cosmo lover. I love me some Cosmo. He's a cute pupper. That's my that's my dog right there, literally. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it happens, it can suck because you just played a four three. So you know, it's, he's not really worth a lot. But now he's a 4-5, so at least there is somewhat of a benefit if he does get Cosmode. But I mean, you know, even if even if that doesn't happen, and I just, I love Absorbing Man. I just, ugh, I love him so much. Yeah. The, the world needs more Absorbing Man. I, I think the thing about Absorbing Man is he really isn't all-in. At least he used to be, right? As a 4-3, the, the idea that you're playing him on Temple is awful, right? The only time that that would be ever worth it is if, like, it's a a last-minute scenario, you see a storm is coming down, you don't have any other cards to play, throw three power on there. I think now, now that he's a four or five, I really do agree with what you're saying, which is even if your opponent calls you out with a Cosmo, you're still beating them with tempo. You're still overpowering them, and Absorbing Man gets a benefit in those, like, buff decks, right? If uh, you play a... If you play a Black Panther, and you have Zabu in play, now you have a 310, right? Because yeah. it's going to copy that Black Panther. And then, uh, if you're running those Greedy Moon Girl decks, I could just see, like, turn 5, you play uh, Black Panther, you have 8 power on the board, and then, boom, you have two 310s throwing down. I, I, I don't think it's outlandish to to think that. But, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's a really cool change... I, I just don't play Absorbing Man. On Reveal decks are my worst nightmare. I, I don't like the whole all-in combo, um, but I, I think... I think it's definitely gonna gonna boost his play rate. Uh, the only other thing to really talk about is they changed some like metal earn rates, and that's about it. That was the the uh, over the air patches. No, I just I I, I do want to take a moment to praise for just a quick moment the the metal gain because oh, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. contest is something that I've wanted to get into more, and it's something I have been getting into more. Um, I almost have the uh, the the new variant for uh, Mr. Sinister. I don't know if I'm going to grind it out before the season ends, um, but I love playing Conquest. It's really really fun. You know, you get you have time to like really you know download your opponent and make those like big brain plays of actually outplaying their deck because you're playing against it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think it's a really fun you know like more competitive mode. Um, and I love grinding through it and I love playing it, but man, you know, like going through like silver and proving ground, you know, you, before you just kind of didn't really end up with a whole lot, I feel, um, which I know that to me personally, the experience of conquest doesn't really start until gold, mm-hmm. but it is nice that, you know, going through silver, you know, no matter what it is, you know, either if you just don't have as good of decks or if you know you're just not as good as game or whatever you are at least getting more for putting in so much time because i mean these games can take a while especially if there's not a lot of snapping that's going on and y'all are both playing really really reserved in your cubes right Um, yeah so i feel like you get more for the time that you put in which I feel is nice um, to some degree, especially, you know, since you can get credits, gold, uh, mystery variants, um, boosters and stuff like that, um, which is always a good bonus for me. Yeah, I, I I can say as somebody that doesn't play Conquest very much, uh, it does make me feel a little bit, um, what's the word? It makes me feel like less 
like less scared to to hop into some conquest matches because I I feel like I'm going to get a, a better return on investment. That being said, I had a stream today where if I didn't play a meta deck, I lost, and that's the reason I don't like the mode. <laughs> like, yeah, I I mean, like I said, it is definitely like the more competitive oh, mode. For sure, for sure. So yeah. you are going to run into you know like meta decks and stuff like that more. And I've still yet to actually clear an infinity ticket. I've mm. come so close. It's tough, man. I've gotten, it is so tough. I've gotten to four wins and I lost on my fifth win and, and it was a little bit soul crushing because I was I was right there. Um and like I said, I don't think I'm gonna really grind it out for the last two days because I just don't really care about Mr. Sinister. Like it's a cool variant, but Mr. Yeah. Sinister isn't like one of my favorite cards. Oh, I'm so sad I didn't get the green goblin one though. I love that the the red goblin variant. It was so cool. But I just, I, mean, I wasn't in the grind set then. It should be noted that these variants are not entirely exclusive to Conquest. Uh, you can still get these variants in your shop. Uh, the thing that I hate, though, is, of course, in order to make money, Second Dinner enforces FOMO all the time, which is really frustrating for someone like me who is like, I want to give you guys money. Can you just let me give you money instead of having to wait 16 weeks for me to get a cool juggernaut variant or something? Like, come on, man. Uh, Speaking of cool juggernaut variants, I got the uh, I got his baby variant the other day. Oh, the weenie. Where he's the like busting through the wall. Yeah. Love that. Love that variant. It's very cute. OK, yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and move on here from the over the air update. I, I really do like all of these changes. These cards are going to see a lot more play. And I think right now the meta is in a really great spot. So I, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, the big in Japan season was just announced and uh, I shared with oh, you man. the the cards here and I'm excited to go through them. I know that you're a destroy enjoyer, um, but there's one, one might say. There is one card here that I'm more excited about than the rest, and I think I think you're going to be surprised. Uh, but before we get into that, let's go down the list here. So, starting starting card in the big in Japan season, which is all themed around sort of uh, uh, Wolverine's history. Uh, it starts with Dakin, which I believe is the son of Wolverine and X twenty three. I think yes. that's right. Yes, I believe that's his son. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Dakin is a 3-4 with the on-reveal ability to add the Muramasa Shard to your hand. What's the Muramasa Shard? It is a 1-1 that says, when this is discarded or destroyed, double Dakin's power. So, I really like this. I think it's really in flavor. It still fits with uh, the ability that Wolverine has, where if he's discarded or destroyed, he regenerates with more power. In this case, though, if you destroy or discard the Muramasa Shard, now you have a 3-8. But it gets even crazier, right? Because we obviously know that people are going to try to make a greedy deck with this. So you're going to have your Moon Girls. You're going to have... Uh, 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 what, what else would we be able to duplicate it? I suppose, like, Arnim Zola's... You're, you, there's going to be some weird stuff, I assure you, that's going to make Dak in a 320 or something. Uh, but uh, base power, if you throw them in your deck that already has a benefit from discard or something, you're getting a 3-8, which is fantastic. What do you think about him? I I really like it. Um, there's there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with the shard. Um, I, think, I think the biggest threat I'd say, um, outside of, you know, cards that can duplicate, like you said, Moon Girl, um, 
or something like that uh, is probably just going to be like locations you know like if you if you can get like a sinister citadel or something throw them all down and it duplicates it all and then throw out i don't know like kill with cringe monger or something like that you know (laughs) (laughs) and he just boom 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 and you know he's uh, he's up there um which i like i always like whenever dakin gets some uh some praise because i he really isn't talked about a whole lot i mean truth be told at at least not like in my personal group of people that i talk with i i will say before uh uh, dakin excuse me dakin was announced i I think it's dakin i have very limited experience i i'll be honest with you i don't know if this is blasphemous to say i'm not a huge x-man fan i i have i have watched the movies obviously and i have read some comics but i have not gone so deep as to meet dakin in a comic um i have met uh x23 before and silver samurai but i'm actually unfamiliar with the rest of these characters which is a i think that's a good thing that marvel snap does i didn't know the infinite existed before marvel snap but afterwards i was like hell yeah this is the best guy ever uh so true i i i'll be excited to see it my friend Jaden reads a lot, or he used to read a lot of Marvel comics. He's kind of slowed down recently, mm-hmm. but <laughs> whenever whenever I was staying over at his house for a while, um, I just went through the list, and he like gave me just a basic lore explanation of like who everyone was, and I knew who a lot of the people were, you know, through the MCU and like the older Fox sure, movies sure. and the cartoons and stuff like that. Um, but, like, the people that I didn't know, like the Infinite, he was like, yeah, he's pretty much just, you know, like a space, like, dimension-traveling Chad that's, you yeah. know, just kind of there to, you know, help people out. And I was like, man, the Infinite sounds awesome. Yeah, no, he he, ha- he has a limited amount of comics that he's in, but he's just... He's just a nice guy. He's he's literally an interdimensional tourist. He takes pictures and, like, is just cool. Uh, and apparently he comes from a macro dimension, which is bigger than ours, which is why when he arrives at Earth, he's, like, a world-ending threat because he's he's so big. Uh, I, I, really, I really love him. Uh, but, yeah, Dakin, I'm sure, is going to be great. I think it – I think I've heard that he's going to be the season pass card. I'm not I'm not 100% confirmed on that, but it kind of reminds me of Thor in that way. They're both 3-4s. They both have an extraneous thing that boosts their power. I think Dakin just fits into the destroy archetype a lot more. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so moving on, uh, X-23. I am familiar with X-23. She is a scary son of a gun. Uh <laughs> Uh, so X-23 is a 1-2, and she is the description, when this dis- is discarded or destroyed, regenerate it at a random location, and you get plus one energy next turn. This is this is an insane card. Are you joking? What do you, like, I what what destroy deck are you not including this in? I, I don't know. Right. And I, I like that it's a, it's a discard or destroy. Yes, yes. So you can still run X-23 in discard decks and still get value. I think, honestly, that her is... best combo is going to be with um, uh, uh, Colleen Wing, right? You just throw Colleen Wing and X-23 in any deck, and you've got yourself a really great combo that gets you some extra power. I think that's really cool. Um, 
do you do you have any creative ideas with this i the only thing that like really stands out to me is like you can just keep destroying her she adds to null she boosts all of your destroy cards and she gives you more energy to work with so you don't even need to necessarily have ramp to get your arnim zola combo or something yeah Hmm. see i mean she's she's pretty much just like a free psylocke when she's destroyed yeah so I mean, hold on. Let, let me just pull up my uh, my stereotypical destroy deck. I mean, you can destroy her turn two, and then throw out a four costs. You can destroy her turn one, and then go ahead and throw down like Deathlock if you wanted to, and then destroy her again, <laughs> and yeah. then get, a, get another one, and then you you know you have a free uh, three five down on the board. Yeah, honestly, I, mean, uh... I I think I think her top end is is the most exciting thing because I think honestly you throw her into a Deadpool deck, and the reason I say that is because she, all the things that are going to destroy Deadpool are also going to destroy her, and you get the benefit of ramp. The only thing that you True. don't get is the power differential, but in that instance, it I think it's still worth it because you're getting cards out faster. And then, yeah, and your Deadpool is essentially free every turn because mm-hmm. you're getting the one extra mm-hmm. cost for him. Absolutely, yeah. If I do get X23, it's going in my um, Deadpool deck, but I'm, I'm going to save all of my caches for another card that's coming up. But before we get to that... Um, Silver Samurai, you said that you were excited about this uh, card before we started the podcast, and I'm inclined to agree. I think, particularly because I'm running this Black Bolt stature list, he's going to fit in so nicely in there as a bridge between um, uh, Moon Knight and uh, Black Bolt, right? Because Moon Knight is a 3-3 that discards a random card in e- each player's hand, and Black Bolt is a 5-7 that discards uh, the lowest cost card in your opponent's hand, so... A Silver Samurai is a 4-5 that makes it so, on reveal, each player discards their lowest power card from their hand. What do you think about it? I I really like it. Um, you know, he is a 4-5, so he's coming out later in the game. But, you know, because he's coming out later in the game, that means that all of your lower costs are probably out, assumedly. And... You know, ideally, your deck is going to be structured for discarding, obviously, um, and the other person's might not be. So taking away their card is always a plus, especially if you throw him down and then next turn you black bolt. Yep, yep, yeah, because I mean, he focuses on the lowest power card in each player's hand, right? So you could get an Iron Man on their end, and you could throw away, like, an X-23. Uh, and, and then the the next turn, you're discarding the lowest cost card from their hand, and at that point, you've pretty much slimmed down the options to to pretty great cards, I feel. Um, and then, obviously, the, 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 the huge benefit here is... He's a 4-5 still. 4-6 uh, is a base stat line. 4-5 is great tempo. And obviously with Zabu, he gets even better. I talk about Zabu all the time. It has to come up every time a 4 cost is here. A 3-5 with this ability is just a better Moon Knight, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's going to be really great. Uh, I feel like he's going to have a lot of, of places in here. Do you have anything more to well, say? I don't know about the I don't know about the better Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight just discards a random card, right? Yes, which means he's, he's a more consistent Moon Knight, I'd say. 
Yes. Moon Knight, Moon Knight can still hit the money. And, and I mean, you know how big I am about those big maniac plays where you go for the one in a million. Uh, dude, um, I, that's why I have Ghost Rider in my in my deck because I'm like, you know what? If it discards Ghost Rider, then it's good. And then if it doesn't, I have Ghost Rider. <laughs> so a, I, I make a. I make him a little more consistent. I am an avid blade enjoyer. Give me the oh chaos. God. You are so. You're I'm so a right. psychopath. Of course, of course, you support Buna. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on to the card that I am actually the most excited about, Lady Deathstrike. And let me tell you why I'm excited about Lady Deathstrike. She is a five three with the on reveal to destroy each card here with less power than this. You might be asking yourself, Hey, Kier. Cure Nimbus, Mr. Nimbus, why why do you care so much about Lady Deathstrike? Hey, Mr. Nimbus, why do you care so much about Lady Deathstrike? Okay, I'll tell you exactly why. Thank you. This is easily the card that I think is going to get slept on that is actually just insane. Think about it. Not only could you do the obvious thing here and buff her to try to get her to a huge number so that way she destroys the entire board. I think her biggest application is going to be against cards like Iron Man or like Mr. Fantastic or like these cards that have low power but high impact on the board. Uh, If you were to go through the list of cards that have low power, I think you'd begin to see that it's insane what this would be able to do. Do you hate the goblins, Daka? I you know I'm I'm not a fan of the goblins. They're gone. Well, okay, I take that back. I love the goblins, but I don't like them when they're against me. Um, you know, right. it's a, it's a love hate relationship. They're gone. Iron Man gone. Dracula gone. Oh, no, not Dracula. Dracula I love gone. Dracula. Dracula's gone. He's he's a he's a goner. Uh, you know, like Patriot gone. Uh, uh, Jubilee gone. Uh, you know, uh, the the list continues. My oh no, I would I would hate to be a guy that's running Ultron, and you know, ah, uh, I only got my <laughs> my Ultron bots to three power, and then you yes. just throw down Death Strike. And I know this is oh, gonna hurt no. your soul, but Super Scroll gone, dead. Destroyed. Why would you do this to me? Uh, you I know, love Super Scroll. Uh, Zabu gone. Uh, <laughs> Wong gone. Mystique gone. Storm demolished. Although obviously, I, I mean, you know, this is a little late at that point. Yeah, Wait. but you, you get my point. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is all of these cards that like radically change the game are gone, destroyed, reduced to oh. atoms. You could you could also just I mean I know that you know in destroy you have a million other ways to get rid of the hood but you know if for some reason your hood's still around mm-hmm. <laughs> on mm-hmm. turn 5 gone yeah I mean seriously like I I do like I wish that I I think it won't apply to ongoing cards obviously I was thinking like oh man this is this a, like an easy darkhawk counter no because darkhawk's going to be you know powerful he's a 40 yes but I think it calculates current power so in a similar way you're not going to be able to like take down a morbius or something um but yeah all of this to say 
I think Lady Deathstrike is going to be a really interesting card, and she pairs well with cards that you don't see that often, like Nakia or like Okoye, because when you draw her, she only gets better every time you do that. I think the only stipulation is that she's not going to destroy all the things on the board, it's only at that location. So, yeah. It, it, I will say, I think that she's going to be a niche card, but it's going to be a great tech against these cards that typically have zero or, you know, one counter. <laughs> Especially Dracula. Like, they, everybody's been complaining, get rid of Dracula, he doesn't have a counter. Well, boom, now he does. Um, I, I think it's great. Especially... Especially against like the Patriot decks or the Cerebro decks or all of these things, it's it's such a bad use for the card. But I cannot wait until someone plays a Daredevil and he's like, "Oh man, what's he gonna do?" And I'm just gonna throw down Lady Death Strike right on top of that Daredevil. Yep. So they can watch the death of Daredevil just yep. imminent. And obviously, this card does get better. Um, with buffs, with, you know, ramp, with all of these things. So I, I, I'm I really excited to see what people do with Lady Deathstrike, personally. Uh, I think all of these other cards are really interesting. Like, I'd love to have a Silver Samurai in my um, Black Bolt list, but I'm probably saving my caches for Lady Deathstrike. I just think that there's a lot of interesting things you can do there. Uh, with that being said, those are the cards that are announced. Uh, there are some other things to talk about, but they're mostly cosmetic. Uh, the things that I, I do want to cover, though, uh, involve the new locations. Have you seen these? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, I'm looking so, at them now. Great, yeah. So the, the first one is Value oh. of the Hand. Uh, after turn five, your destroyed cards revive here. So it really decentivizes an early Shang-Chi because they're just going to be brought back there. I actually don't know if this is good for destroy lists. It's it's okay for destroy lists. But like if you're destroying a Bucky and like a Deadpool turn turn three, it's not that great, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think Phoenix decks are gonna love this place though. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's gonna have some really strong synergies with certain decks. I just I don't know. I don't I don't think your like typical Honestly, destroy list is gonna I, care. I think the biggest um the biggest benefactors of this is gonna be just people that are playing against destroy decks that get some of their cards destroyed um because they'll they'll come back after turn five yeah that's a good point i also think this is poor negasonic teenage warhead i want to like that card but there are just so many things that make it bad including this location like Oh, yeah, I don't care if it gets destroyed. It'll just come back, and then I get rid of your 3-5. Um, but, yeah, the, the other location that's coming out is the Yoshida base. And it says, at the end of the game, destroy the last card to get here. Now, I'm going to tell you, I like this location, but I also hate it because it's so mind-gamey. It depends on priority. It depends on um, uh, how much you're willing to gamble in that location. It almost reminds me of Rickety Bridge in that way, where it's like, did you did you have your, uh, uh, I don't know, like it's the last turn and you have uh, a Shang-Chi and let's just say like a Polaris, right? So you play your Polaris and you sheet a base, your opponent doesn't play there and now you win. Or they play like a Squirrel Girl there and 
since you didn't have uh, priority, now you lose your Polaris. I think I think it's going to be tricky. I don't know if I love it. It's it's definitely going to be interesting seeing how it's going to affect people, but I'm I'm down for it. I don't know. I'm always down for another level of mind game. Um, I will say I like at the end of the day, that's what card games are is, you know, you're just you're mind gaming people. I do like this location because I am a Vision and Captain Marvel enjoyer and those cards really good here. Just solid. Oh, wait a minute. Last card to get here. Does mm-hmm. that include move? That 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 includes move. Which, Holy moly. Which hold on. That that's not the end of the world because keep in mind moves happen before the actual turn does. Oh, you're so right. You're so because, right. Because so if you move something and then they play something there, whatever they play is done. It's it's destroyed. And if they don't the play move something happens there, before. Again, it's still but if a they mind, don't it's play still something. It's still it's, a mind it's game. just it's a mind game. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like chicken. Uh, but yeah, I that's interesting. That is, I, is that? I think that might be the only location with that kind of interaction. That's so interesting. The last card to get here. That's 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 interesting. I didn't even I didn't even register that. Um, but anyway, the uh, the locations are cool. I like all the new cards. Do you have anything to say before we wrap up this section to head to the roadmap? Other than I think. A lot of the variants that are coming out, I really, really like. Specifically, the Red Skull variant, the Spider-Man variant, and the Storm variant, I think, are all really, really cool. Yeah, the anime variants with Cap... uh, Like, uh, dude, the... The the anime variant for Spider-Man, I actually want. I think that's super cool. Um, And then all of the mech ones are great, too. The mech ones are done by the same artist that does the base art. So they look really natural, um, which I really, really love. Uh, And you're totally right. Red School looks dope. Blessed be Kaiju Stegron. Yes. It looks so sick. Uh, I don't I I don't actually own Stegron. Do do, do, do you? Uh, I do. How is he? He's he's a tad bit. He can be a bit inconsistent sometimes, but I and I haven't used him a whole, whole lot. But I am a Stegron enjoyer. I think I think he's he's a fun card. He's um he he's just a juggernaut, except you know, he works whenever. Without yeah, yeah, he works whenever. So I don't know, he's fun. I like him. I think if I had Stegron, I might put him into my Black Bolt list. Just as a good card. Like, hey, he gets buffed by Zabu, and also you can like you can sort of game it like, okay. Even if I don't hit the biggest thing there, I might be able to still swing it, and then I have my, you know, two one sixes that I can play after that kind of thing. I think I think there's some value there. Um, but anyway, that's that's a bit off topic. Are you ready to talk about the development roadmap that came out? This this is sort of big. I there's some some things in here that I love, and some things that are just eh to me. You know, I haven't really looked at it, but I'm ready to go through it. Okay, so uh, I I have been trying to follow the uh, the development roadmap. It's the thing that I look forward to most since it gives a, a good idea of what's coming, especially when it comes to like new modes and things like that. Um, uh, and this is a small shout out to Snap.Fan. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, 
I, look, I will sing the high praises forever. Snap.fan has some incredible things uh, on their website, including an article that delves into the uh, development roadmap and, and what it offers. So uh, just going down the list, uh, I'm, I'm going to go through the coming soon in development and in concept, and then we can talk about things that we want to talk about. So coming soon, PC launch, Twitch drops, card upgrade improvements, seasonal audio, conquest polish, infinite rank revamp and global matchmaking phase one uh do any of these things particularly interest you i have like three on here that i'm super excited about um i am excited about the pc launch card upgrade improve uh, improvements the conquest polish and global matchmaking Yes, I, I I think all of those things are are really valuable. I especially am looking forward to the PC launch because I don't necessarily think my layout is bad, but it's hard to make a good layout for yeah. Marvel Snap right now. Um, <laughs> As they say, well, the widescreen. <laughs> yes, I am very excited about it. I've also heard that they're going to really focus on making it high fidelity, so you'll be able to see these cards in like HD. It'll be great. Oh. I can't. I that I need that right now. I need the uh, the the card upgrade announcer HD. <laughs> I need it. I mean, I, I'll be honest. It looks fine now. But I I I'm what I'm thinking is since the cards are going to be bigger on your screen, especially in like widescreen mode. I think they've said that they're they're focusing on that too for the phone. They've got to focus on the art. I think that's the most important thing that we're all looking forward to. Uh, I'm also excited about Twitch drops. Uh, that's dope. I, I think. The idea that you can get stuff for watching people is amazing, and if we know anything about the Marvel Snap economy, I will take anything. I will take right. anything for free. Um, give give me credits. Give me gold. I mean, it would be crazy if like there was some big event and they were like, "Hey, you know, you could get um like a like a Twitch drop cash or something, yeah, you know, where yeah. you can get like certain cards." That would be a great way to um to you know advertise like their new cards or stuff yes, like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and maybe it doesn't even have to be like the card itself, but if there was like a limited time Twitch drop variant that you could get, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, the possibilities are they're all there. They could do great things with Twitch drops. And honestly, I think I like the variant bit more because in the event that you don't own the card, you still get to play with it early and have to unlock it later. Right. So I yeah. think that still feeds into their their whole business. Um the uh, the last thing that I am excited about is global matchmaking. I think I, I don't think it's ex- explicitly stated, other than like reading up in forums. But yeah, right now, if if another player is in a different region, you're never going to match into them. Like currently, I'll never match into Kawa. It's not like I would anyway. He's too high rank. But if I were to try to rank uh, or match up against Kawa, uh, I wouldn't be able to. And same goes for people that live on, like, the west coast of the United States versus the east coast, because it's based on servers. Uh, So global matchmaking is going to make it much more accessible. It's going to make queue time shorter, and you're going to get more interesting decks because they're not going to be limited to a certain region. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you know... I think the what one of the bigger setbacks is is you know latency and stuff like that between regions but I feel like in card games it's not as latency isn't as big of a factor right yeah because y'all are just putting cards down on a board so I think that's really nice and I can't wait to get my stuff kicked in 
by different decks that I'm going to be experiencing. Yeah, I can't wait for um, uh, characters from a language I don't understand coming in with a deck that's 80 times better than mine. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that being said, uh, the other things here I think are, are noteworthy. I'm just not like over the moon about it. The, the card upgrade improvements is basically like, hey, uh, you get to upgrade multiple times in a row, which is a time saver. Um, the seasonal audio is pretty neat, although I play muted while I'm at work. I should say I'm not working and playing Marvel Snap. When I'm on my lunch break, I play on muted. Um, uh, so the only time I really get to hear the music is when I'm streaming. Uh, the Conquest polish, eh. I'm not a, I'm not a Conquest player, but I'm sure it'll be nice. And, uh, yeah, the, the other, the other thing that, the other thing I'm curious about is the infinite rank revamp. I don't think they've said what that means, but I hope it's cool. Maybe they'll maybe they'll like add tiers or something, or maybe they'll make it like like, you know, um kind of how like example how top five hundred was in Overwatch where, you know, you can be infinite, but you can also be like oh i don't know like infinite one or something like that like you know like to 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 really amp up the competitiveness and you know really show who the top dogs are um and i guess that also means that there won't with global matchmaking that you know being infinite is you're infinite in the world now you're Mm -hmm. not just infinite in your region yeah which is going to be interesting yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think a leaderboard is probably the best thing that they could do. Um, although I've also heard that, like, maybe they're going to change the reward from a very, like, a, a card back to something else you more know, substantial or I, something. I agree. Because um, me personally, I wouldn't mind pushing to infinite because I really do like the infinite card backs. But I also think that, I mean, realistically, I think that they could swap out the card backs and I don't know, like throw them on Omega and then push back the, the, um, the icon because like I got the icon, the icon's cool, but like, I don't know. I feel like I would rather have a card back for something like Omega than just an icon. Yeah. And because I, I feel like most of the time people don't really look at icons as significantly as they do card backs. I would say the exact same thing, right? Like when I, like I, I just streamed for like a little over an hour today. I can't remember any of the card backs that I saw. I know what I use, but that's because I'm looking at my cards most of the time. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think, I think whatever they end up doing will be interesting. I, I just can't say whether whether or not it'll be good or bad. Um, that being said, in the next section they have in development. These are things. Like, to to give some context here, the coming soon stuff was in development in the last roadmap. In fact, I think the PC launch went from in concept to coming soon, so that's exciting. It means that it's not necessarily limited, but that being said, in development right now, stuff that they're, they're thinking are probably in the next two to three months is prestige level. I have no idea what that means. I don't know what, what kind of prestige level. Um apparently i'll talk about it there's there's a little bit that was revealed by glenn i think uh spotlight cash improvements which are actually not improvements and we'll also talk about that um collectible emotes and card emojis 
I'm actually kind of excited for. Um, apparently, they've, they're going to expand the amount of emotes that you can get. And also, uh, you, you know when you click on a card, you have three options, like the starry eyes, the the shocked face, and the angry face? Mm-hmm. So they're going to have emotes for every single card in the game, meaning that you could have an infinite doing those three things. You can have uh, an arrow doing all three of those things. You could have, like, I don't know, if you really wanted to, a squirrel girl doing all three of those things. I think that's cute. I would, I like, if there was a pack that was, like, one ninety nine, buy an infinite emote thing. Sure, I'd do that. That's super cool. Man, do you think that we could get it for, like, ninja or monster or like the raptors that oh that would, be, that would that, be awesome that would be cool like the tokens yeah yeah uh, uh personalized shop which i feel like i feel like i want to be excited about this but i feel like uh, it's gonna be random and it's not gonna be personalized i feel but we'll, yeah we'll see smart decks which I, i'm not a huge is that just like i'm assuming it sounds like it's probably just like an auto deck builder which I don't like. Like I get it. I I could see its use, but part a huge part I, of this game is the deck building. I think for a casual look at things for people that just want to, I don't know, maybe you know, like oh you know I want like destroy cards and I want it to include like you know, like maybe like these three cards just throw something together. Ultimately, it's going to depend on how good the actual auto deck builder would be. But I think for like a casual view on things for, you know, maybe they don't they don't care about card building as much. Uh, I I would at least like the accessory to be there for people that aren't willing or just don't want to put in the time because that's fine. Because, you know, ultimately you enjoy the game however you enjoy the game. If that's not something that you're really into deck building, I know me personally, I love building decks, but. You know, I, I would rather them have the feature there and a lot of people not really use it than them not have it. And then the small majority of people that would like something like that and, you know, don't feel like looking up decks for all this. Um, and I feel like it's also really good for like, for instance, uh, whenever I got Mr. Negative, I wanted to do a really good Mr. Negative deck. Um I looked up a few different decks and they all had Zabu and I was like, well, okay, you know, I have knowledge in the game. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go with Psylocke instead. It's a mm -hmm. good, it's a good slot in since I don't have Zabu, but I feel like this will also help you get good fillers. Um, if you're missing some cards that you don't have yet, um, which I think could also be really nice for, you know, because ultimately card uh obtaining in this game can be rough sometimes <laughs> yeah I, I i would agree with you that for a casual player i i think it has a lot of value what i would say though is i don't know it's the inner hipster in me i know it's sort of ironic because i share decks and i really like sharing decks but i feel like even when net decking usually what you do is you look up a bunch of decks and you say okay i can look at these people that made these decks and decide which one I want to go with. Uh, if, do they have a really cool uh, description about it? Do they have a video on it? Or are there really good stats? What I'm really scared about is how smart are these decks going to be? If somebody gets high Evo and then presses one button and gets the high Evo best deck that has the best win rate and cube rate, yes, there is a learning curve, but also... They just have access to the most powerful deck in the game. You know what I mean? 
I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, like I said, I think it's going to depend on how smart the actual smart deck builder is. Um, but like I said, I think ultimately I would rather the feature be there than it not be. Um, because I I have enough faith in the community that, you know, if it even if it does autocorrect to the most meta deck that it can possibly think of, people's own personal enjoyment will win out that and i feel like the big thing with card games is you run into at least me personally i run into a lot of really niche weird wacky decks that don't always hit but when they do hit they hit in a good way and i know that that's a big thing for a lot of people is creating something that's that's wacky that doesn't always work but when it works it works really really good and i feel like that's what a big part of the enjoyment is Mm -hmm. um out of games like marvel snap and just card games in general yeah i i i agree with you fully so that that's that's my piece on smart decks um uh, uh moving on new infinite splits and split system improvements so I'm sure that you know if you upgrade a card all the way to infinite, you can split it, it gets a rainbow background, and then if you split it again, it gets a random effect. You split it enough times, you can get a gold background, or you can get a black and white card. I think what this is saying is you'll 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 have access to more effects on the infinite splits, which is pretty exciting, although I've only gotten like one card to more than than four splits because i'm usually playing a bunch of different decks i don't know i i think i think for the people that really like the splitting experience and trying to get that perfect uh uh combination of you know border and background and all that stuff it'll be exciting for me it's it's eh. i will say if they ever add the ability to pick what color border you have that would make me the happiest man in the world. I I definitely, definitely agree. I think picking the color of your border is... I, I'm kind of surprised that it's not in already, but, you know, I, I can understand with just other things taking priority because ultimately it's really not that big of a deal, but it would be a nice... It, it would be a nice touch. Yeah, because, like... The the argument that they had before was that, well, you wouldn't be able to tell uh, what upgrade point it is. And my argument to that is, okay, but no matter what color you choose, it means that you've unlocked the ones before it, right? So, yeah. at worst, you're, you're proposing that you haven't upgraded it that much. That shouldn't impact gameplay, personally. And also, um, I, would, I would say, I think it, it would make me less scared to upgrade my cards because right now i have like 53 cards that i'm not upgrading because i like the border color i think aesthetically it's very cool um and i feel like a lot of people may have more than me in that category so i don't know i no go i think i think the big bonus of it would be to be able to change the border color but keep the effect right so like on cards where you really like the green border or the blue border you can still have the out of frame 3d animated card but just have a different border color yeah that's been an ask since beta and uh, i don't know i I'm, i'm hoping that the split system improvements kind of covers that i would really appreciate that um, and then the only other thing in the in-development section is the ultimate variant evolution. 
So, it, we'll talk about it in a bit, but they're introducing. In the, we're, I'm going to go ahead and, and forward time just a smidge. In in concept, there's mythic variants. They're mm-hmm. saying that they're going to choose. They're going to change the ultimate variants. You know the ones in your shop that cost a ridiculous amount of tokens, which is even more ridiculous now because they're harder to get. Yes. Mythic variants apparently are going to be so insane that it'll make ultimate variants look like a joke. Like, mythic variants are going to have their own custom VFX with their own sound bites, with their own uh, uh, look and feel, and they're going to be completely different from the card that you're usually playing. And if it's if it's in the current system that we're in, that means that it's going to be... I almost guarantee you like 10,000 tokens or something absolutely ridiculous that no one is going to pay for. So I don't know. The It, I, it sounds really cool in concept, and I would love to get my hands on some. But yeah, that sounds like it's going to you're going to be waiting a while to get them or, you know, you're just going to have to pull out the wallet for it, which I'm never a big fan of. Like, dude, uh, I constantly remind myself that like. For so to get a a what is it like a a super rare variant you have to pay twenty bucks in gold to get it if you don't already have the gold uh I think I think that's ridiculous that is so insane like I I'm a salmon I I occasionally spend five dollars to get some gold if I'm like just close enough to get a seven hundred one I don't think I've ever spent twenty dollars on gold. And the reason why is because I just, I cannot justify it. It's really hard to, when you put it in frame of reference, like, okay, if I were to take this to another game uh, and and try that out, like, Enter the Gungeon is $15. You know how many hours I have in Enter the Gungeon? Too many. I have, like, 500 hours in Enter the Gungeon. It is $15 on Steam. So, to me, when you're telling me, hey... You can buy this card that is essentially an NFT for 20 bucks. What? Why? And then you're trying to convince me that I need to spend over $100 to get this, like, mythic variant. I'll never spend the cash, ever. And it, it's so sad because I'm sure that people will, and I think it's a bad spending habit. All of this to say, if if they're going to change the ultimate and mythic variants. I hope that it makes it like an RNG thing that you can get for free. I think that would be more exciting and would be more hype because a random person might get like an Adam Warlock mythic variant just from pulling it in a cache. And now they're going to play that Adam Warlock in all of their decks. And every time somebody sees it, they're going to be in awe. I hope that's the case. And it's not something you just pull out your wallet for. I, I agree. I, I I think it would be a nice touch um, if you could pull it. Honestly, if they even wanted to throw them in spotlight caches and have that be one of the things that you can pull from a spotlight cache, I personally wouldn't be that upset about it. Yeah, I, I think that would be really good. Um, and uh, moving on from that topic, because I, I think... I think there's just so much to say there. I, I do want to, since we're talking about the economy of the game, the spotlight cash improvements, have you have you taken a look at what they've they've done here? No, I have not. Here's, here, okay. Here is oh. the only improvement I see here. 
the idea that it's not like a one tap open. It says hold to open. So you're not accidentally opening your cache. That's the improvement. Here's what they did that they're calling an improvement. So right now in the current system, when you're opening a spotlight cache, uh, you, you have the ability to get one of the feature cards if you don't own it. Or you can get a random Series 4, Series 5. Um, and in the case that you don't get that, you get a 1,000 tokens. This current system is eh. Like, I, I don't... I've said it before, I'm not super impressed with it. I think in the long term it might be better, but I don't know. It's a hard sell. So now they're changing things. In the regular collector's reserves... The ones you get after your Series 3 complete. Right now, the way that it works is uh, you can get like 50 tokens or some credits or whatever. And now they're mm -hmm. changing it so you get a 50% chance at a gold conquest ticket or a 50% chance at 100 tokens. This is huh. bad. I I definitely agree. You know, because like if they want to go that route, then just give us the medals. I, like, especially, especially because this isn't going to, I, like, I don't care about Gold Conquest tickets. I'm going to lose. It's just a waste of time for me. I, why, why would I ever want that? I just, I don't see why they would put Gold Conquest tickets there. Or, hell, why not, why not make it an, like, at that point, why not make it an Infinity ticket? It's such a weird, it's almost like a... And here's the thing, like, for people that play Conquest consistently, they are already grinding gold tickets. They don't need one more out of a spotlight, or, or excuse me, out of a, a, a collector's reserve. Who cares? I don't know. It's such a weird change. Right. I feel like I would rather just get the tokens. Honestly, I feel like it should be, like, a 50% chance for, like, a hundred gold. Ideally, like, 50% chance for, like, a hundred gold, or, like, a 50% chance for, like, 150, 200 tokens. That's I feel like right. that would be much better, because then it's either going to, you know, mystery variants or credits, or you could, you know, I don't know, get a new card, which would be awesome. Especially because if you're, if you're, if you're uh, Series 3 complete... All the cards you need still are Series 4 and Series 5, which you can only obtain with tokens. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird change. Especially because, wh why not just increase the base amount of tokens we're getting? Who does that hurt? It, it, like, right, right? now... Like, I just... It, it just seems so, so greedy. I, I hate using that word because, obviously, this game needs to make money. I understand. Right, they they have both Marvel and uh, their parent company breathing down their necks. They need to make money. I think that they make a ton of money. I I don't I I don't know. This is just so weird. Anyway, it's, yeah. Anyway, I I agree. I I don't think we need to be overly negative about it. I'm sure that they're they're doing things they want to do them. I just I don't care about a gold conquest ticket. I don't feel like I'm the only one that doesn't care. And it would be much better just to give us 100 tokens or 150 tokens. Because it's still going to take forever to get the amount that we need for a Series 4 or 5 card. But at least it would soften the blow. Right now, it feels like an impossible ladder to climb. And now, it's an all or nothing. You either get tokens or you don't. 
which feels worse. So I don't know. Um, all of this to say, we can now move on to the in-concept stuff, and we'll quickly go through them. Uh, the guilds and social systems, eh. Uh, c- controller support, eh. Uh, a new game mode coming, which is left blank. I think the idea is they're, they're still working on some stuff. And then season journey improvements, so I would assume things like the battle pass and, and things like that. Um, starting with the guilds and social systems... When can we get a gosh darn spectate system? Why can't I spectate people when they're playing a game? Why is that so so out of out of whack? I don't know. I also don't particularly care about guilds in mobile games. Have you really subscribed to that at all? No, not really. I mean, I think it's a I think it's a cool concept. Like that, it's it's nice to have. Um. Because, you know, you can make, like, a smaller group that, you know, like, you like sharing stuff with, which I never think is a is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, PC controller support, I think I think you have to have it for accessibility reasons. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm really hoping is that this is opening the door for releases on consoles i think it would be awesome to play marvel snap on my switch personally i think that would be great i say i I think that's what it is too is just opening that door for stuff because i think having it on pc and like mobile let's be frank is the most accessible thing for everyone so obviously that needs to be their target i love the fact that a pc launch is coming soon i'm really excited about it uh but i think really opening that up for other things like the the PS5, the Xbox, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, these things will I- increase the play rate just by proxy. Um, and then the only other thing that we can really talk about here is like the the possible new game modes. Are, are, is there a game mode that you feel like Marvel Snap is missing right now? I, I have like two in mind. I think one that would be fun would be like two v twos. Oh, okay. Um, I think that could be cool. Um, How would that work? W- would you just have like more locations and then like? I guess it's simultaneous yeah, turns, so there's there's still that. Yeah, you could do just like you know new locate or uh, more locations and a bigger board. Um, I mean, ideally, you probably wouldn't do like you know shared um a shared resource especially if you can just queue with another random person (laughs) because that would be a little weird how exciting would it be if the rule was that you could play 2v2 with somebody but you can't share a card in either of your decks that would be pretty cool i think that would be interesting that would that would open like a whole new meta that would you could have like specific 2v2 like decks and stuff like that yeah that would be fun I, I like that. Um, I I also think uh, draft would be really good. Like a like I don't know, like a Hearthstone Arena mode where you go in, you pick random cards, and you try to do the best with the deck that you got. Um, I think that would be really fun and would make it so you could play with cards you don't own. I think that would be really cool. I think the argument against it is that second dinner would be like, well, we don't want people to have access to cards that they can't play all the time, but. I, you know, we have locations like um, that that one that gives you a random card in your hand or 
uh, uh, X Mansion that allows a random card to pop out. I don't, I don't think it's out of the ordinary. I think you could also tie it to a resource like, hey, you have to spend 50 gold to get in here. So you're not just like hammering that out all day. Um, yeah, I, I also think that they could probably do... Lest we never forget District X. Oh, oh, believe me, I I love District X. If you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, it's because I don't love District X. I want to play my deck. Um, No, but uh, I I also think that, like, would it be, I, I don't know, would it be boring if you had a game mode that was just ruins? Because there are cards in the game that make their own locations, such as Magic and Storm and other things like that, I would say no with how frequent they are now, like right now in the meta. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily be the most opposed to it. I I would I would put it like this. I would definitely rather get that than District X or Weird World or anything like that. Because like I don't know. I think a bit. Uh... And this is like a, a larger issue. Do we need like a tournament mode? Because like. I don't follow tournaments all that much, but a common complaint that I hear is that, like, right now, if you get ego on, like, a turn six of a, a tournament finisher, it's like, well, that was random, and the person wins. And I get that randomness is inherent in Marvel Snap, but it would be nice to have a little bit of control over those sort of more competitive modes. I I think a tournament mode would be nice where they... Obviously, you want to keep a lot of the locations in play, but, you know, take out stuff like um, like Ego or um, Ego District X. You know, I, I, I think locations like X Mansion ultimately are fine. Um, just one random card at a location isn't going to ruin your entire game plan. It definitely sure. can. Um sometimes in very rare scenarios but i don't think it's like the end all um but i think removing you know like the big ones like i said weird world or district x or even like deep space or like nowhere or you know like ones that like heavily sway certain card types i guess Mm. like death's domain or something like that you know, being kind of shuffled out. Yeah, I think I think you could make an argument that you could have like a um, a, a mode where you can like you can customize it because I mean, ultimately, a, a game it's it's a game's longevity almost entirely depends on the creativity that its player base can have on it. Fortnite is still alive. Somehow. Minecraft is still alive. Roblox is still alive and these games continue to stay alive because there's so much creative input that people have on the game and I think in a similar way if you were to open up the floodgates and be like hey you can play this game literally however you want I think that would make people more interested in playing but I'm always the advocate for laissez-faire so I think I think I would be excited to see what new game modes they come up with if it's anything like battle mode um I, I think it'll be successful, um, but I, I will have to see. I, I would really, I would really dislike to see something that was like I don't know, underwhelming that no one plays. Because right now the two game modes slap. Right, you have ladder, 
you have conquest. They both do really good jobs at what they're doing. Oh, but whoa. don't don't discount friendly battle now. Hey, no, I I, I'm not discounting battle. it. Friendly battles are great. Um, but yeah, I think I think new game modes really open the door for for new things. So, with all of that said, that is. All the new news uh, to do with Marvel Snap. You and I have been sort of conflict heavy in terms of our schedules, so oh, there was a lot to catch up on. But how how are you feeling about the future of Marvel Snap? Do you think it's going in a good direction? Are you happy with it? I think overall we are going in a good direction. Um, I feel like the pros outweigh the cons so far, mm-hmm. um, and I think as long as we keep moving in this direction and, you know, maybe make a few adjustments in the future, I think, you know, Marvel Snap will be around for a very long time, which I'm happy with. It is the only card game that has ever really grasped me and pulled me mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I love grinding this game. I think it's fun. I enjoy it. I understand, you know, more casual people probably don't want to grind it. But, I mean, I still think even if you don't want to grind it, just as far as series one and series two goes, I think it's just at the very least a fun game to just jump into, mm-hmm. play a few rounds, and then hop off. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. I like it, it's strange because I don't like playing one game for more than like two hours, but I, I do love playing Marvel Snap. I, I wouldn't be making content if I didn't. I feel like it has a lot of potential and. I I I'd, I'd love to see all these new things coming up. I am so excited for the PC mode. I I'm really excited for the Loki season that's coming up. We talked about that in our last episode. And yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like it's it's going to be okay. I think the monetization is always going to be a battle, but in terms of the gameplay, I just feel it can't be beat. So with that being said, Daka, thank you so much for joining me. And if there's one thing that you all can remember, is that we're infinite. Okay, goodbye.